To Behind the Mask, I am Ryan, the ass of the Operation Siebold, and it's my job to introduce the face, the brains, and the muscle, all in one, my co-host, Tony V. Wow. Uh, thank you for introducing me. You're welcome. Um, normally, your your introductions are a little bit over the top, but I think uh, you nailed this one. I nailed it. I did. That's that true. Is, that I is pretty much it. the situation here. Um, but we're talking, we're doing a new episode, a whole new series. This is a part one of... Whatever this series is, what are we talking about this time? Uh, heists. You know, my favorite subject is how people get away with things. Yep. Um, <laughs> since we, I never can, you know, it's fun to talk about things and people who can't. Yeah, so this is another topic that we've done in season one, and we're going to be looking at it from a slightly different perspective this time. Heists, what are they? How do they work? What are they for? And, to steal things. And then we'll get into how. Zorm, Zorman does it, or how her garbage guy. That is his name, Zorman. Zor. That's definitely it. Yep, Zorman. You're going to get it right one of these days. Someday. I know it's not Zordon, because that's the Power Ranger. That's true, yeah. But that here we are, we're, we're talking about Heist now. We're not ready to talk about him. That's part two content. We're here for some part one content. So Heists, uh, what, what, what do we want to say about Heists? I just found his actual name. You're an idiot. Go ahead. <laughs> you just found it. So you don't even know it. I didn't remember it off the top of my head, but I knew it wasn't any of the things that you said. So, okay, heist. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the first thing that I think comes to my mind is in terms of questions about heists. You know, if, if you don't know what a heist is, you know, you can always go back and listen to our original conversation about heists. This time, I think the first question I want to ask is, do you know, do you go in with a whole crew? Do you get the team together? You know, that's a classic move. Mm-hmm. Or do you try and do a solo job? Do it all by yourself and try and carry all that burden on your own little shoulders. Well, there's benefits to both. Like, if you go in with a group of people, like, you may, you should, I should say, have people who are have different specialities. So, like, you make your job a little bit easier. You know, there's also friendship in that. You know, that that's nice. It's very important. It's very important. You know, well, mental we, health is important. I mean, important. We, we talked about in, like... Uh, secret identities and stuff about like you know your social life does suffer it yeah. you know for the life of villainy you know you have to make sacrifices and social life is one of the big ones yeah so and you get know a build of putting villains. a crew together to yeah. do a pull a heist is a great way to you know just get in a night out with the boys yeah you get you still can have like poker nights and things like that you could watch movies together well because i mean there's the planning phase too yeah, right every, exactly. every good heist has some planning involved and that's exactly you know yeah especially with a crew play magic together when you're doing it you could do yeah yeah i mean that takes a lot of your attention so you don't you you, 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 got, you need something you don't need to focus too much on. true 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 true. Uh, but maybe that's the way that you can wager your way into getting more money than the other people say like oh hey uh you guys are all going to get 10 percent, and i'm going to get 15 and then uh you know they're going to look at you like oh i just played this card here and just completely pass on over that information and just agree to it mm-hmm. you know maybe that's your stra- strategy yeah, maybe that maybe that is it. Which uh, tri- makes you the baddest of all the villains. Trick him with magic cards. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's true. It's like some you just play like a really old card, and they spend ten minutes trying to read it and figure out what all the fucking text means. Me. Yeah. Uh, so like, the, yeah, they're not paying any fucking attention. Well, I mean, exactly. like, if, but if I was just trying to trick you in that situation, I would just wait. 
10 seconds and you open up your phone and stop paying attention to what we're doing. That's also true. Uh, so anyways, I don't, I don't even need to give you a magic record reader. That's true. Just put me in a room and I'm on my phone. So, I mean, so, okay, so here, that, that kind of does bring up another point, though. Uh-huh. You know, there's a lot of liability involved in, you know, building a crew. If you were on my crew, I would have to worry about the, uh, you know, phone coming out every 10 minutes in the middle of the heist. That's true. Maybe I'm recording what you're saying and then I'm sending it off to the authorities and maybe I'm the mole. Yeah, maybe, maybe you you're not. Know. Maybe you're not meant to be part of the heist team. Vet- vetting your team, that's very important. That is true. Uh, so in terms of the pros and cons of each thing, I think, first of all, I think a crew, having a crew is a more believable option. The idea that one guy is going to do all the things that, it, you know, this whole crew. I don't know if I'd say more believable. There are very, there are many examples of one person doing it all himself in real life even. Give me many then. I mean, I don't know the names off the top of my head, but I know it's a thing. Uh, pulling off like big heists, the kind of heist that you would pull off with a crew with just one guy. Yeah. It, it, there's a thing called a cat burglar that's usually but see, that, one that's person. Different. A cat burglar is breaking into like apartments, not like bank vaults. Cat woman breaks into bank vaults and things like that all by herself. That's a but, fake but that's example. Fiction. Yeah, that's, there well, that's are people who do that in real life. You think there yeah. are people that are just? Like I don't have any names off through the top of my head because I didn't research. I'm that not part, asking for names. But I'm sure I could find it. Okay, lots of things exist. I'm saying it doesn't make it like. Okay, my common. homework for the next round is to find a few names who are single people. Well, maybe they have a wife. I don't know, but people who are pulling off heists all by themselves. Well, no, I mean that's not going to be good homework because like, that's. <laughs> Too small scale, but you know, I, I don't think it's as common as you seem to think it is. I mean, no, yeah. I never claimed it to be common, but you I, literally said there are many examples of it well, happening. Many, sure, not common. There are more examples to the opposite. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, because it's less. It's unlikely that one person is going to be able to do all of the planning, all of the actual. I'm not going to fight on this anymore, but I disagree. Well, I mean, you could be wrong. That is all fine. Right. That is like your privilege on the show to be the one privilege. who's wrong about things. Well, yeah. I also say that to you many times as well. So I feel like you're just taking my words, but that's fine. I can also be wrong. As in this case. So Cruz, a little uh-huh. bit less believable. We've kind of agreed on that point. Yeah, but well. but there's also a lot of see You just said it. See, uh-huh. see what I mean? How easy it is to distract you and trick you into saying All, all you uh, got to do is say words. I'm not listening. Exactly. <laughs> um, the the flip side of that is there's a lot more risk involved. You know, we've talked about this in any sort of any time you get another person involved in any sort of operation. There's increased risk. Yeah, read any, pick up any book, watch any heist movie, and they'll tell you there's always a guy who sells them out. Yeah, there's, every time. There's, yeah, you got the mole. You got the just like the guy who screw, screws up. You know, uh-huh. like the the rookie who you know fucks everything up and gets everybody killed. Yeah. yeah. I think of Reservoir Dogs, you know. Uh, Ocean's I, Eleven. You know, they, they were a little bit more smooth and successful. I think Reservoir well, yeah. Dogs was a movie that was specifically about, like, a heist gone wrong. Where, well, right, like, but in the, Ocean's Eleven, there's still the rookie who sells them out. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, the sellout thing is one thing. Yeah. But, I mean, the point is, yeah, the more people involved, the more risk involved. Mm-hmm. More likely they're going to be reading their phones instead of picking locks and stuff. <laughs> um, Maybe the phone is picking the lock. You don't know. Maybe it's electronic. Yeah, I mean, nowadays, that's, that's yeah. a whole new thing. Uh, I, I will say computers are taking away jobs from our hardworking villains. Or not yeah, well, I mean, but the... Now, I mean, there's always been the IT guy. Like, well, I guess we can get uh-huh. into this next, like, with the kind of rules in the crew, what kind of what kind of jobs you need to cover. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll, we can start with the, you know, the tech guy, Q, the, the, you know, the guy off-site, and, you know, 
talking at you through a headset telling mm-hmm. with the map uploaded on his laptop. I do like how you've related Q, who is the tech guy for sure, but the good guy also in James Bond. That's yeah, but like, I mean, like, he's that same kind of he, role. He fills a role, yeah. You know, that guy is kind of taking on a lot more roles now. You don't always need a safe cracker anymore because who's using, you know, physical safes anymore? It's when you have all the gadgetry. Right. I mean, nowadays you can do your big heists with just the IT. Maybe yeah. that is your, the closest example is like hackers that just like empty bank accounts yeah. off site. Maybe, maybe that's me. Maybe that's the role I have because I'm always on my phone. You don't know what I'm doing on it. You're on Instagram. You don't know that. You're, sometimes you're on Twitter. I guess. How, how do you know that I'm not on other things? You know, sometimes I may be hacking things. You don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So what, yeah, what yeah, other roles? Things are more digital, but yeah, you, you have your closet. Yeah. I, I will say, like, I think hacking, like, in that situation where it's just, like, one guy kind of hacking into a system and, like, emptying a digital bank account is, you know, a little bit different than, I feel like a heist is an event, you know, you have to be on site, mm-hmm. you know, getting something physical. Like a painting. So, I mean, being on site, for example, that means you're going to need, like, a getaway driver. Yeah, it's important. And, like, you know, they need to be good at driving, they need to be... Quick about it. Yeah, it, but, like, also, like, not too quick about it. Like, well, sometimes, sometimes no. I mean, but you're right. Yeah, I mean, like, they need to be good in a physical chase, obviously, but, like, uh-huh. also they need to be not too conspicuous. Inconspicuous. Right. Yeah. You can't be seen right outside. you got to hide somewhere, and then when they're coming out, that's when you get in front of the building. Yeah. Or wherever the uh, drop-off yeah, is. Yeah. Just, well, it, would you do, and you also have to be ready to do the whole switcheroo where you, yeah. you know, take the car to a parking lot and switch out real quick. Well, yes. Yeah. Maybe you go you. From, the, from the car to a boat. Or a car to a plane. You don't know. And then you pull into the little garage. And maybe and like that's your, another... Yeah, the garage door comes down and yep, it opens yep, back yep, up yep, and your yep. car's a different color. Yep, yep, yep. That's too. Uh, another thing with that, uh, with this profession mentioned, maybe the driver has to know how to fly or drive other things. You have to be multifaceted in your skills for the getaway car or plane or boat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, CDC license for sure. Is that what it's called? CDC license? C- C- what the hell is it called? It's a CDL, CDL. Sure, I don't know, the, but the, it's not I CDC because the CDC is about the center of disease control. Yeah, no, I, I know CDC was wrong. But <laughs> yeah, so a good driver, you're going to want that. Again, that's maybe even bare minimum. If you're trying to go a solo job, you might still want to have a guy waiting outside to like scoop you up. Because it is, almost, it is one of those jobs where it's like you're not quite in the crew. Mm-hmm. You know, you're waiting outside, you're not... I mean, again, depending on, you know, like your level of expertise, if you're able to drive, like, a semi-truck out of a garage and park mm-hmm. it to an airport and then also pilot a, you know, little plane and whatever you need to do, maybe, maybe you or are... Or maybe you got one of those James Bond cars that turns into a plane. Yeah, maybe you got one of those. You never know. Uh, you, have to, you have to know. Or it turns into, a, like, a submersible. And yeah. And you get under there with a little submarine That's car. That's true. That's true. That'd be pretty snazzy. Uh, yes, it would be. <laughs> but yeah, we've talked about, the, I guess, the driver enough. Because it is, it is like a kind of a entry-level position, I guess. In, in, I don't know about that. I mean... It's not the easiest Yeah, I guess not like entry-level. Well, I, I guess I feel like a so. heist crew is also not really like the kind of thing you move up through. Mm-hmm. It's like you come in and you're already kind of an expert in like one of these categories. But yeah. to me, like the driver feels like a low-tier uh-huh. member well, of the team like they probably okay. get a smaller cut than most of the other members of the team well, i don't know they're the ones who ensure that you get away so yeah i'm not saying that they're not important i'm just saying they're 
the way they are valued by the other members of the team. Um, funny. Pink Panther Club, or whatever you refer to yourselves as, uh, don't come after us and murder us because your driver is offended by Tony. Please don't do that. I mean, they won't. You never know. They don't got the guts. Oh, boy. Pink Panther Club. I don't know what they call themselves. The Panthers. Pink, the, my, I know what you're, the Pink Panthers are like I'm, international jewel thieves. And yeah? They're not like assassins. I don't know. What, like, uh, they kill people, people, I'm sure. For sure. No, I think that's one of the, like, their whole, I mean, they do kind of smash and grabby things, and, but I don't think any of their things are ever, well, like, Well, I murders. hope they snatch and grab you and not me, is all I'm saying. What I'm saying is most of the team probably agrees with me that the driver... I, so. I already disagree with you. Yeah, but you, again, we've talked about this before, <laughs> about how you're usually wrong about things. I disagree. So that just further kind of enforces my point. I still disagree. That most of the Pink Panthers fucking hate the driver. They think he's an asshole. They uh-huh. think he's getting paid too much. That's, yep. That's, uh, I'm sure that's what goes through their heads. Yeah, because well, they'd be like a safe cracker. That is a, so, such a, like, that's the next thing I'm going to That's definitely yeah. the person who gets the most money. I agree there. And it, They're the person who's getting it out. Yeah. Again, but that's also, are they getting paid the most? Because, like, they're getting kind of edged out by the IT guy now. More oh, more, more things are digitally, like, yeah, yeah. like you just hack the lock. And you don't need to bring in a whole other body to come in and put his little doctor stethoscope up to the For sure. Yeah, I, I think maybe he's being edged out, and we could probably kill him off. He but doesn't you, even make it to the location; he's just dead now. Well, I mean, that's you'd be, I'd be careful because what if you do get to a physical vault all of a sudden, and there's not like something to hack? <laughs> you, I mean, you need a guy you can call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters so, probably could help you out there. No, because that's you call them, and you have a ghost. Who are you going to call? You know, there, there's lines before that in the song. They say, mm-hmm. what, when there's a new ghost in town, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. And when there's a physical safe to be cracked open. A locksmith. Who, exactly. But you've put dumped him in a ditch. Yep. That's why I'm calling the locksmith now. Because so you I gotta the the got to Now you got to call the Ghostbusters to get the ghost of the dead locksmith uh, yeah. to pop in. <laughs> Still calling the Ghostbusters. Uh, You're right. But then. See, it all worked out. The ghost, I was right the first time. The ghost time. can just go through the vault by himself and get all the money and leave. That's true. Maybe you need to call the reverse Ghostbusters to make a ghost appear to go through the vault and unlock it for you from the inside. Yeah, maybe that will work. Locksmiths. So yeah, they're get, kind of getting edged out of the out of the career, but the, you know, there's there's always going to be a need for you know the old school. Uh huh. The martial arts guy, he's in every crew. That's the one I made a face about. Like, okay, yeah, every one of them. Because well, well, someone's got to defend while the I mean, locksmith is unlocked. Like, I get it. The, right. Well, I mean, yeah, the, you need like someone who's good at combat. Uh huh. And like stealthy combat. That's the other thing. Sure. Yeah. Because like you can't like I mean well you got to start spoilers there until, like, a little bit later down you. on the list. You got the knucklehead. You you, you uh-huh. do have the big muscle guy. Well, that's but, why like, you have to have the martial arts guy because like you sneak in like you said at first. And then the dumbass is going to make loud noises, and then people are going to recognize that they're being robbed, so they're going to come after you. So they're henchmen and their machine guns after you. So you need the stealthy uh, yeah, the martial guy arts guy to like the ceiling whoosh, and yeah, and it's all quiet. Oh yeah, sure. Or I'm just saying when it gets louder, you know, they're shooting at you at that point. You need someone to who uh, can do a splits under the bullets exactly, and and do the you know the whole tripwire lasers. Yeah, the Matrix. To... Those guys know how to do kung fu. So yeah, that's thing. that's part of why they had to get kung fu training is you know to fill this role in all Absolutely. their little projects. It um, makes the most sense. Yeah, I, I I think it's one of those roles that like it doesn't seem necessary necessarily. Okay. But it's definitely nice to have. Like, right. if you, if you, I think it's one of those ones, if you have the option to get yourself a really flexible 
especially really tiny ones that can go like through like air vents. Tiny little martial artists. I think the next person that you have written down here could probably fill some of those uh, positions. As yeah, well. no, I mean it's definitely a bonus if you can put two into one role. Yeah, you know, one person into two roles. Like, oh. like if your flexible martial artist is also a hot woman, Absolutely. that is excellent. But the flip side of that, good to look at and fun to watch. Yep. <laughs> both of those things <laughs> but also like the issue you have if you are using her as a distraction up yep. front yep she's not climbing through air vents that's right so like that that's the trade-off to put in two roles on one person how how are they uh-huh. going to do it and if she knows martial arts as well she does her whole sexy thing to get close to the person to the guy who would notice you and just like knocks him out done yeah i you mean keep going but like you might also still want like a second martial artist somewhere on yeah, the maybe. team uh, not necessary but maybe like I said in the beginning, martial artist is never necessarily necessary, but but uh, you know if, if you can get them, you know the ringers, ringers totally. on the team. Absolutely. Uh, we have already talked about the IP guy, the knucklehead. There's not a lot to say, you know. He's a knucklehead. You just yeah, you need a, a big puncher. Again, I, I think that guy is also maybe not necessary because you already got the martial arts. But I think the knucklehead is easier to come by. I think an actual like solid like stealthy martial artist getting through air vents guy is a little bit higher end you is going to cost you a little bit more you know like like they get paid a lot more I, on the team. personally i feel the martial artist is a little bit more valuable because those people are usually fit uh so they can fit in the vents whereas like if you have to go through vents and that's your only way in knuckleheads are not going to fit through yeah i'm saying like they it's not the same role that's why i have them in two different spots you know the big mm. you know muscle head is you know he's not going to be as cl- like he's going to be a big clumsy but sometimes that's what you've got okay you got you know stuck to the knucklehead it's just one of the rules again like i said like every team doesn't need all of these things mm-hmm. like we're that's kind of the point of this conversation is to figure out what is necessary and what's I, not. I think the next thing is always a necessary though like you have to have this person yeah, the grizzled vet. He's you Absolutely. know sometimes they don't even go with you. Sometimes they you know they're retired, but they uh-huh. they're they're part of the planning stage, which we talked yep, about how yep, important yep. that is. The strategy is the most important bit, and and, and you know the, the old wisdom is important. Like again, so a lot of things have changed. You know, there's a lot more cameras now than they're probably used to, and like it's it's probably a struggle for them because they're trying uh-huh. to tell you what to do. And well, that's then, why you got the IT guy tell you what what to do. Like, yeah, they work but, together. But then he starts talking about, like, the IT stuff and the old grizzled guys. No fucking clue what he's talking about. Well, that's why the grizzled vet, having all of the wisdom in, in the earth here, uh, is more or less just accepting. He's just like, I don't know what you're talking about, but sure. Yeah, but I don't think, that, you know, that's not how old, the The best um, ones the, just understand. Don't operate that way. They're kind no, of the best way. ones understand that they just take it at face value and say, like, I don't know how this all works, but we're going to fit it into the plan and that's what we'll do. Yeah, sometimes they just say, fuck it, let's go. Uh, you know, the grizzled vet, you, again, you, you take what you can get from them, but like also, uh-huh. you know, understand that they're old and old people kind of suck sometimes. That part's true. The, the next, the con man, again, this is another one that the hot woman can also fill this role very yeah. easily. I think the con man is often also like kind of the leader of the group, probably the least involved with the heist itself. Right. Which right. is like, he, again, he has like, a gun or they have a gun. Or sometimes not. Sometimes that's like, like I mean, you know, I think. The, the kind of, op- especially these big crew style operations could uh-huh. be the kind of things that are like, you know, a zero body count kind of thing. Well, right. That, well, that, what, what I'm saying here is more or less like whether they have a gun or a knife or you know, whatever. The point is, is that they make themselves seem useful. Like they're there during the heist and they feel important and they look important during the movie or whatever, however you're watching it. They're there and they feel important. 
but the entire time they're just grifting you to get to the end result of them just getting all the money themselves. I mean, sometimes sometimes they are grifting their own team. Yeah, well, I mean, again, so like that, yeah, yeah that is, again, I guess, one of the flip sides when we talk about the risk of adding people to your team. Anytime you have a, you know, a charming con man type, there's a chance that they are going to come after your much share uh-huh. and not just be satisfied getting their own So, so but, in that context, maybe don't include them, but you don't know that but they're But they could also, I mean, they are great for planning stages because they yeah. can get access to places, they can get, you know, tours, they can, like, again, get, like, close to people that they need to, like, get close to, right. get keys off of people. Right. There's a lot of, you know, big value there. But again, like when it comes to game day, they're probably, you know, walking around the art gallery, talking to everybody, you know, maybe distracting people here and there. Mm. But they're, you know, they're not playing as big a role in the actual show. Right, right. right. But again, I think a lot of times this person is the one that like puts the team together too. Because it's like, it's usually part of their plot. They plan the whole thing. Because they're also usually pretty good at the whole flip floppy kind of heist things where it's like. We make them think we're going to do this thing, but then secretly we're over here doing this thing with the martial arts guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, there, there is one other person that I noticed you missed that I wrote in here that I think is a very important person on the team, but also gets the least amount of money because they're not doing much or contributing to the actual theft itself. It's the lookout who works mostly, in my opinion, with the getaway car guy. Yeah, I think they're the same fucking guy. No, 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 no. Because you need the guy on the roof looking out around the streets and everything to make sure that no one's coming or even not even that, like just monitoring the cameras or what have you. He's the lookout and he's making sure everything goes to plan I mean, and nobody's th- going to interfere with it. I think you it. are just taking like a bunch of aspects from other people's jobs and piling uh, them on one whole other. I think this is a separate Because I mean, you've, you've got the IT guy who's got the cameras. Oh, no, you've he's got, too worried about maybe, it. Maybe if you want to add somebody else to this list, you can have like sniper out on a rooftop that's the lookout i would but i i would say that that's a if he's not there with a sniper rifle ready to kill somebody that you know needs to be killed Uh then he's not on the team i'm just saying in every you don't have a guy movie in every movie that has a lookout it's the coward that didn't want to go in he's still the lookout because they don't need he's a liability they're like no you're not you're not coming in with but stay out here he still gets the money he's still part of the group he's always there if no, he is. He thinks he's part of the group, <laughs> okay. and they're like, "No, we don't want you coming in with us. Sit out, stay in the car with the guy who knows how to drive, and we're not giving you any money when we get out. Fuck you." No, he always gets money. At the he end. does it all. He yeah, always maybe because he's lucky and he's the only one who survives. Oh, okay. you know the shootout. Happens I'm not saying he's he doing all the away. heavy lifting. I specifically said he's not. He's, he's, he's the one just making sure everything goes smoothly. No, that's what the guy in the cars do. He's watching. No, he's he, making sure that he's in. In, in place for when you guys are ready to come out to pick you up and get out. Yeah. He's not making sure that he, everything he on the inside is going well. He doesn't know. Okay, on the inside, that's what the, the con man's walking around the gallery. He's doing the looking on the inside. <laughs> you got the IT guy with the cameras. Maybe you got a sniper on the roof. There's no need for this lookout. The, the con Everybody man else is, is doing... not doing that either because he's behind the, the bank vault guy getting in, the locksmith there. So when he, he no so already, when he breaks in, he shoots him, and now there's more money that for the rest. That is not how the con man operates. That's what the knucklehead does when he betrays the team. Oh, okay. Yeah, the con. I mean, that part might might be true. The con it depends man on your story. out of the bag so that they get back to All the I'm hideout, is I'm and they're like, "Oh, look, look out on the list." And I'm I saying, think he's important. No, I'm saying he's not getting hired. <laughs> 
Not on your team anyway. Zorfirion is not going to have a fucking lookout on his team. I'll tell you what. Not his name anymore. I think that one. I think that one. I got it. (laughs) Okay, so we've talked a lot about this kind of the heist, and I mean, we've kind of touched on this next topic a little bit: the idea of like the smash and grab, or the snatch and grab, if you like to call it. I'm. Okay, yeah, I do like calling it the snatch and grab. That's always what you say when you, that's what you called it earlier when you said you hope the Pink Panther snatch and grab me. That's not what I said. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, we have the audio, so mm-hmm. we'll Rewind it, go ahead. We will, we'll put it right in. You know, All right, good luck. Editing. Well, I murders. hope they snatch and grab you and not me. Uh, but the, so the smash and grab versus the smooth operation, you know, we kind of talk about like, you know, the no kill kind of things mm-hmm. or... You know, stealthy operations. You know, if you can afford a martial artist, the smooth operation's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, if all you have is a knuck- couple of knuckleheads, you're gonna have to smash and grab a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think a big aspect of that is how much time you have to prepare and how much money you've got to throw. True. Uh, another like, reason for it is maybe that's your only option. You know, maybe it's like, well, yeah, like if you have no money and no time, then well, no, I meant more specifically like maybe the artifact or whatever the prize is, the money is in one of those bulletproof trucks and you have to uh, smash and grab in terms of blowing the truck up on tipping it over and then getting it. Yeah, but there's still like a way to do that smoothly. Like, you know, if you have, you know, a full crew of people that, you know, know what they're doing, maybe this is the time where the getaway drivers get to shine. Maybe you have a couple (laughs) of drivers. Yeah. You have a couple of vehicles you got to get flanking. Yep, yep, yep. And you have the guy that pulls out in front of it. You need the guy able to take that kind of hit and Uh sitting in his getaway car. Gets hit, rolls the car a couple times, but stops the truck, and then the flanking. You know, you get a couple drivers that one. That's sure. Yeah. That's why they say on the team, and there's no one sitting around looking looking out. Yeah, sure. So, well, actually, maybe maybe this is a situation where you oh, can have a now look. you need them, huh? But I don't know if it needs to be a lookout because I think there's a lot of rules in that kind of operation where there's a lot of these people. You know, you're not going to have. Well, you might have a safe cracker, but the safe cracker could be the lookout. He could be on site watching to make sure that the truck's where it needs to be on time when the three drivers show up and pincer maneuver, and then he's already <laughs> there to open the truck up. Yep. So, like, it's still, like, a quick, smooth operation. You could also, you know, get the truck when it pulls over and hit him with a baseball bat and take his keys and open the truck. You could do that. Those, you know, that those are the two versions of that if, you know, you can't afford that kind of team. Because you also, you know, that's... Vehicles are expensive. That's true. So, yeah, it, it always basically it comes down to time and money. How much time you have, how much money you have. Can you get a good team together, or are you just breaking in real quick and taking things? I, I think the smooth operation is almost always better, but it's not always an option. Right. You know, it's, it's Sometimes you're forced into the uh, smash and grab. Right, because, I mean, again, like, sometimes there's a ticking clock. Even if you have, like, all the money in the world, it's like, if I don't, you know, get this object now, it's the only chance, mm-hmm. you know, Full moon's gonna go away, and it won't be the meteor will be back for another twenty thousand years, and then I'm shit out of luck. Mm-hmm. Although, or, or maybe you're for, forced to make loud noises, and that's the only option you have. So you have to blow it up, and then then everybody knows you're there. So yeah. you have to move quickly. Yeah, if you use a lot of explosions, you're gonna you're gonna make a lot of noise, and that's something you got to think about. I guess when you're doing heists, you know, mm-hmm. should get the explosives that make no noise. Sure, those ones. <laughs> Cast silence on the area before you do your. Explosion spells? Absolutely. That's always going to but, be But, I mean, that part. is, you know, basically what it comes out. I mean, yeah, you can just blast through the safe door, and then you don't need a safe cracker either, you know, but... 
more like money said, that way for each team member. Well, maybe not if you blow up too much of the money on them when the door blows up. Maybe that is true, yeah. Because that is the other side of it. I think smash and grab operations tend to leave more loot behind. Smooth operations tend to be a little bit more targeted, though, I think, like. You might also leave a lot behind in a smooth operation because you're not going to spend time grabbing all the gold bars when you're after this like specific item. Mm-hmm. But that also it all goes down into planning. That come well. That again, that's a part of the time thing. If you have the time to plan the operation, you know, a smooth operation takes planning. You're not going to last minute whip a crew together and have a perfect planned out heist if you don't have time to argue about how the cameras work with the drizzled vet. Uh, you know, any seasoned chef would also tell you that uh, if you got time to lean, you got time to clean. So, you know, maybe just go in and smash and grab and do it. Less less amount of people means more money for you. Yeah, but again, you know, there, there's a lot more risk. If, you know, smash and grab is always more unpredictable, you don't necessarily know what's going to be on the other side of that door when you smash it down. Totally. That That's its own kind of skill set being, you know, adaptable in those situations. Yeah, you always sometimes gotta, you can't plan for everything. You always got to be a little bit adaptable. So let's talk about some examples of good and bad heists. You know, I guess we've, we've touched on some. We've talked about Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. I mentioned Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, you did. I also wrote down all of the oceans. Except I will mention in the bad examples, I know I'm skipping ahead here, but also Oceans. <laughs> okay they're not the greatest movies they're kind of dumb at some point especially when you get to oceans 13 it's well yeah like, i mean why? like how many any of those kind of like franchises that yeah. tend to do obnoxious numbers of sequels tend oh to... one i didn't write down because i just thought of it just now uh which you can think of as heist movies because they are at least as far as i know i only watched like up to the third or fourth movie but um the suspension is killing me. It's killing me, too, because I just lost what they're called. Fucking stupid movies that have gone to, like, the 12th now. Oh, oh no. I almost said Need for Speed. That's not what it is. It's Fast like, and Furious? Yeah, Fast and Furious movies are fucking terrible. They should have stopped after the Tokyo Drift movie. But anyway, yeah, those are all heist movies as well. Well, didn't, like, the newest one just do super well in the box office? They all supposedly do well. Well, I mean, that's part of the thing is people, especially... People don't have taste. They don't know what they actually want. I mean, it's not so much that. It is more to do with those things are measured by theatrical debuts and stuff. And Mm. especially in modern times, you don't have to go see a drama or, you know, a romantic comedy in a theater. You can go, you can see that at home. Mm. and enjoy it just as well but like those big actiony movies on the big screen are very exciting Mm. and that's part of why those keep getting made from like your major production companies are producing a lot of the same sort of stuff because that's what people go to theaters to see and that's where the money seems to be yeah i mean i think again i think that is starting to shift in just the reality of content creation and the internet and stuff the big box office Hollywood movies still make money, but... Um, Another good example, I would say, is the Italian job, even though I don't completely remember it, but this furthers my point, hold on, furthers my point about the driver being one of the most necessary people on the team. They had not one, but like four different drivers in that movie, and that was the whole point of that heist was how they got from point A to point B safely was the driving, because it went all like underground and that's how it started and then they got above ground and it was a whole thing 
that movie solely focused on the escape. This is a movie I'm pretty sure I have seen, uh-huh. but I didn't care about. Like, I, I don't like I, action movies typically. Yeah, no, that's uh, fair. So like, I like heisty movies one. can sometimes be fun if, like, yeah, again, like the. It's one of the better heist movies in my opinion, but it's been so long. I, I think it came out in the early 2000s, even. Like, it's been so long that I just haven't. I don't really remember it that well, but the whole car chase is like the biggest portion of that movie, and it is the objectively one of the better car chases in any heist movie. Yeah, car chases don't do much more. Yeah, I mean that's fine, but car, that's also when the cool. Mini Cooper came out and was super popular, so Ooh. that's why Ooh, that movie hurts. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not saying the driver's not important. I'm saying he's not well respected by the rest of the team. Oh my god. <laughs> This is not going to end. He's kind of like the drummer of the band. Oh, my God. Like, now you're just offending me. Well, no. I mean, what I'm saying is, like, the drummer is vital to a lot of music. Like, it's the rhythm. It's the central, like, core of the music. Literally keeps the beat. But, like, no one gives a shit about the drummer in a rock band except for other drummers. Okay. I feel like that's more true to the bassist, but... No, because, like, the drummer's in the back, and he's behind all the shit, and, like, half the time there's walls in front of him. You don't even see him on the show. Okay. Like, a live show. That's true. It's not. It is. It absolutely is. No. That's why you have those guys that do, like, the big, spinny, obnoxious drum sets, so that they're like, hey, look at me. Remember, I'm here. (laughs) This is just all (laughs) offensive. I'm so offended. You're not in a rock band. What are you offended by? Not anymore. But I've been in a a few even. I've been in four different bands. And you know, and and at at your live shows, I'm sure you're center, like front and center of the. There, there. In fact, there is a band named Hail the Sun, and the lead singer is also the drummer, and he is right up front because he's the lead singer, not because he's the drummer. Oh my god. If he wasn't the lead singer, uh-huh. the lead singer would be right up front, and he would be in the drummer right, so spot. So, what's your excuse for when he's not playing the drums, but he is singing, and he's kind of going all over the stage because he's ADD, I would assume. Well, he, but the drummer he, is still up front because they have their set put there because oh, the lead okay. singer. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're gonna, they're not gonna move the drum set to the back of this, like stop the show. They're I mean, not they tooled. But they don't because he's important. No, if he, no, that would make him even more important if they're like, we need to stop the show to make sure the drum oh set's in the right spot God. for this guy. No, he's not worth stopping the show to move his drum set. Just fully offensive. I'm, I'm again. I'm not saying. I'm saying they are very important. I'm uh, saying no one gives a shit. Uh, uh, so, like another one I wrote down would be Walter Hardy, who is also Black Cat's dad. Black Cat is also a you know she, she's a burglar they're both cat burglars that's how the whole thing starts out but that's spider-man's version of Catwoman. so mm-hmm. yeah same type of person just different producers uh rocket raccoon which i feel like escapes me because i don't really read marvel at all mm-hmm. but he's part of the guardians of the galaxy and everything which mm-hmm. i didn't really relate to being a person in a heist or thief heist thief whatever you fucking call them but point is is that that's his entire thing now that i think about it like even in those movies like he's the tech uh, weaponry expert and everything how else do you get those things unless you're stealing them you know i mean i guess you could buy them yeah but like he's not or like build <laughs> weapons i mean there's yeah. lots of ways to come across weapons sure things. but he's definitely not he's stealing all of them and i didn't really realize that when watching the movies but like as i've dug a little bit deeper online like it's because he's a heist yeah, I mean, Raccoon, that kind of, like, right. like, you know, it's uh, similar to, like, 
cat. I feel like cats and raccoons are like the ones that are Phoebe. Little, well, he's already got a mask on. I'm saying, yeah, yeah. They, they have like the bandit mask, like right. The blank, like the, the video game about the raccoon who does heists. Uh, oh yeah, Sly uh, Cooper. That's right. Yeah, that's a good example. And he, he had like a crew. Like I think the frog was. His we idea. don't bring games up enough, so that's a good call. And then I have two on my list that even I still have to buy that I have been wanting to get into, but I haven't been able to get into Image Comics for a while. But special mention would be the first one is The Last Days of American Crime, written and drawn by like the two best people in comic books right now. Rick Remender, sorry, and then Greg Tocchini. They both wrote and drew the comic book Low that's also produced by Image Comics. That book's fucking amazing. Has nothing to do with heists, but this one does. Oh, yeah, I think you referenced Low in maybe like the so last many. series. I love Low so much. And that's also wrapped up too. So if you do want to check that out, that's all fully published. So go ahead and do that. But the other one, second example here, is called The Thief of Thieves, also by Image Comics. I've heard it's very, very good. So I still have to read both of those. So I don't have any examples. But yeah, it's supposed to be very, very good different takes on thieves and i i do know the last one that i mentioned there is basically like if you were to take superheroes like b-list even c-list superheroes or villains for that matter and put them into a heist like that's what it's about all right because like the whole world is all superheroes and super powered people so yeah i guess if i if if i'm pressed to throw something into this mix the one character that's kind of been connected to this character in my mind a lot Mm -hmm. uh is liliana best from magic the gathering um oh yeah you're gonna have to explain because i do not know as much i mean primarily in the last episode when we were talking about like deals with demons and stuff and kind of trying to get back out of those deals at a certain point in this case the connection i was making was she did have to go on a heist to get the the chain veil is some mask that she wore that gave her extra magic powers but helped her like kill demons that she had contracts with to get out of those contracts so she had to keep all of her magic powers okay without uh owing anything to but also sometimes she did have to pay her you know, debts to demons, and that's why she was like a villain in some of the things. Because that's the other thing, is that she's technically supposed to be one of the heroes. Planeswalkers? Well, I mean, some of the, plane, the Planeswalkers are also the villain. Like, they're not all good guys, but she was part of, like, the team of Planeswalkers that were... Supposed to be good. Yeah, the, the Gatewatch, they're called. Okay. They're, they're, like, the ones that were the heroes in some of the early days. She's got a troubled past. But she does always tend to be on the, the evil side at the beginning or part of the story because, she, I mean, mostly because she has all these deals with de- demons to keep her, like, young and powerful forever. Right. Drinking the blood of the innocents so she can stay young forever. I get it. Well, if she wasn't a vampire, she's a necromancer. Trading living bodies for the dead ones so you live. The same thing. Yep. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, she did a little heist there. I mean, again, magic's not really known for the detail in their, especially nowadays, their, their storytelling, I, from my understanding. Stop telling the stories. <sighs> to an extent, like some, I mean, I, I've never really followed the lore that extensively, but from what I understand, like there have been like parts of the story that have been told in like articles on their website. Yeah. Where like, you know, there, there used to be like series of books for every right. set and stuff like that. But yeah, I guess we can start moving on to the end of this episode. Yeah, I think we've said all we had to say about what a heist is and why they're fun. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about like our takeaway from what we've talked about. Key points, driver, important, but disrespected. <laughs> yeah, you shit all safe, over. Safe crackers, getting pushed out by the IT guys. And prob- I mean, to an extent... Um, I think the IT guys probably gonna you know, creep in on a lot of different roles. 
Uh-huh. You know, Could. he can start making holographic hot women at a certain point. She's out. That's true. Uh, Unless she's also the uh, ninja warrior there. Well, then you got little robot buggy things that can crawl through the air vents and like have cameras on them and yeah. poison darts. And that depends on how much money you have. I'm saying, I'm yeah. saying, but like the more the eventually you pay one guy to do all this stuff, you're saving money. That's true. If you're Automation. thinking of it as a strictly business venture, absolutely. Building a team. And then it goes back into the uh, first discussion we had. You're doing it alone. Well, I mean, that's the like starting a heist crew is like starting a small business for a villain. Who you hire is important. You gotta be able to trust the people you hire. And if you can save money hiring a bunch of computers, then totally. And then at some point, you get so smart that you start making your own robots. Yeah, maybe if if that's who you are, if you're smart enough to make. And then the robots having AI, I would assume, inside of their systems, get so smart that they overpower you, and then you're just nobody. You have a bunch of silence on your hands. So yeah. IT guy, probably pretty important. If you're going to be, if you have, that's maybe the place to invest in right now. I mm-hmm. think it's, it's an up and coming industry in the villain world. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, the IT guy. Invest um, your money into cybersecurity. That's and maybe not so much in safe crackers. But again, have a friend who can crack a safe if, if it comes down to it. Like the that's guy true. you can call when it comes up. But Having a confidant and a friend is important in life. That's what I hear. Lookouts aren't really a thing on heist crews. We've come, oh come to a conclusion about that. We have not agreed, but it's okay. Um, you did say that. But yeah, I guess that they'll do, they'll do it for this one. Um, You know what we didn't do at the top of the episode? Our fucking pitches, buddy. Oh, yeah, you better yeah, pull the, that out the now. homework. I guess we can do that at the bottom of this episode. If you want me to go first, I can go first. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe he goes and steals some of... The magic wine that Jesus made back, back in the Bible. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's probably... Do you think it was white or red wine? Probably red. Okay. You don't feed a bunch of people. Like, that's a dessert of white wine. You never know. Maybe he um, had bad taste. You don't know. He never drank. Or, no, he did. Yeah, he... He drank it, but, you know, I'm just saying, like, you don't know what he was making. Yeah, I'm saying there's probably some of it left, because it's infinite, right? There's probably, like, a bowl of infinite wine somewhere. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Because, you, you know, I'm talking about the bowl specifically with, that, with the fish and uh-huh. the wine. No, I understood. Uh, so that, that it's probably, like, a magic bowl full of wine. You could probably party on that forever. Absolutely. So you know, that, sustenance is important. So, like, if you just had a bowl that always had food and wine in it, like, you don't have to go shopping. So that, you know, you don't have to be around town often. So that means you're always... Yeah, hiding. No one, no one's catching on to your. Uh, that that crimes. would be an interesting uh, quirk for our villain to have that he uh, like only basically eats fish and drinks wine. Yeah, but like only eating fish is weirder to me than only drinking wine. Well, I mean, both at the same time though. Like that's different too. Well, I I, I don't think they both came out of the same bowl. You know, like I don't think you, you know, never know. a bowl of like they fish were just... poor back then. Yeah, but Jesus, like, you could make a bowl out of a piece of, like, wood. You don't, you could. You, you don't need to soak your fish in wine. That's gross. Well, well I, I, mean, I guess it's not gross. Guess that, that's a... called marinating. Sure. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't want to drink that, but, you know. Point is, that would be a good good thing for him to have in his pantry. He might go and Well, he might do, make do quick friends with our antagonist, too, our hero. I mean, he probably does it, cause, well, maybe to ruin his day, he's got to get that. Jesus wine. Yeah, yeah. And so he can show off and be like, mm, this Jesus wine is extra delicious. And that guy's like, I want it so bad. <gasps> oh, my God. But I, I've got other... Oh, I guess this is another one for the Christian guy. Uh-huh. But, uh, I mean, he gets... Uh, 
there's a tree somewhere in the world that came from the came from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Like okay, the, 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 yeah, like the, so Eve ate the apple, gets kicked out of Eden. Eden's, you know, we lost it, and then she does a shit somewhere in the world. <laughs> she had a seed in her stomach, and like okay. now there's a tree somewhere in the world. And if you, but like maybe that tree's magical properties is that like it can like hide you from God's eyes. Because uh-huh. he's probably watching things going on, at least on like our realm, pretty carefully as he's Jesus is. Well, yeah, I mean, we talked about how like God and well, we haven't gone too much into detail about whether there's going to be three of them or whatever, but like how uh-huh. they are actual entities. I think he would have a particular interest in what's going on in this realm of reality because he's one of the primary deities of it. Mm-hmm. So being able to hide from him would be pretty cool. Uh, the last one I got written down here is you know this one's not not uh, God related, okay. But you know you got to get magic somewhere. I think you know we we talked about one of the first quests he has to go on is the, the immortality quest. He doesn't want to die. How is he going to become become a vampire? <laughs> uh, well, you go to Betty White, who's been around forever. Oh she has got the secret to immortality. If anybody does, oh my god! Um, turns out. Secret immortality is the blood of Mick Jagger, which uh, turns you into a vampire. <laughs> that is, I think, where vampirism comes from in our world. That makes absolutely no sense. Why not? <laughs> Just saying it doesn't. I mean, they are both ancient, but also not ancient at the same time. It's, that, that's like the definition of immortality. I haven't seen them die yet. I agree. So I'm not saying that it... Well, I did say it doesn't make sense, but like... You, you, you can't prove that they're not immortal. Right, right, right. Betty White and Mick Jagger, that's Yeah, great. so I, I assume Betty White is probably like a top-level witch. She's definitely immortal. Well, I mean, she's a vampire more so than a witch, I think, for sure. Because she, you know, uses the blood of Mick Jagger to stay... Now, is it his blood or is it his dance moves that keep her alive? No, his dance moves are his own. Like, he's, he is, a, like, I mean, he's a vampire that's been around forever. Is there a purpose behind his dance moves? Does he, like, get more powerful as he dances? No, he's a fucking rock star. He I just mean, likes he, dancing. He's, yeah, he's had years to perfect the art because of his immortality, but... Like, that's also how he referred to his dance moves, perfection. Yeah, I mean, he's still alive, he's still... Have you seen, you probably haven't. I saw this video recently, like, on Instagram or something like that. Of like, it's like a promotion for the Rolling Stones and Mick Jagger's is just dancing and he's talking about like their career as a whole and things like that. And it's just him doing his little quirky dance. And I was just like, I, stop. Just, you should have stopped when you first started this can't, thing. Can't stop, won't stop. It looks so stupid. I hate it. I've never liked it. it well, a lot of people seem to enjoy it. Yeah, there's a whole song about Mick Jagger's moves. Yeah. By a whole other band that's not even there. Some some people have moves like Jagger. Some people uh, have his blood in their bellies that keep him young forever. Uh, and hopefully, with any luck, uh, our guy, Sword Natron, will get there. I'm going to physically beat you up, I swear to God. That is not his name. Oh, well, Zorman. Might as well just call him Zordane at this point. Zordane, yeah. I think that would be right. Zordane is it. That's it. not it. Well, any uh, other examples or pitches? I mean, th- those are the three I got. I, I, I kind of okay. like the Betty White one just was the only one that was right. It's fantastic. Christian related. I think you run with that one for the next uh, upcoming episode. Not the next one, but an upcoming episode when we actually uh, make our stories and read them out loud. I think that's the one you go with. All right. I'll go see that. All right. I'm going um, <laughs> to have to learn to write in Betty White's voice, I guess. I'm going to have to learn how to write in general. I do not do that. So I have three as well. They're not funny at all, but like they could be turned into a funny bit. You know, it, 
I, I am not funny, so maybe not. But well, point is, let's... is that here are the three. So the first one uh, is breaks into the San Diego Natural History Museum to steal ancient Mayan ear, as they call them, ear flares. So the idea here is that the Mayans believed like stretching your ears or necklaces and things like that. It was all like, from my understanding, which is loosely based because I'm not part of that culture, um, it is like a gateway into the soul. So it was like a way to enlighten your mind and things like that. Kind of like a third eye thinking there. Um, He's got that already. Right. So like what I'm saying is that it's the same idea. Whereas like he steals these earrings that are literally gauges. They're mosaic gauges that he would put into his ears and then he gains a sense of enlightenment more so or just like an addition to the third eye. Wow, he's well. already pretty woke. I don't know. Yeah, if well, this is my idea for like getting to that cosmic level, right? Like he has to get so many other things to get to that point. So this is just another one to get to that point. So that's number one. And then number two, breaks into the tomb of Osiris to steal his crook. A crook is like the staff, basically. Like that, a shepherd. Yeah, yes. exactly. But this one, the crook of Osiris is like, where he gains all of his power as a god. So like if this guy has the crook of Osiris, that again could get him like cosmic level powers. What what that actually looks like, maybe be like a light beam or something like that. I don't know. But my my question here is like uh wouldn't Osiris already have like we're talking about these people are like people uh-huh. and like they exist and are real and like he probably would have taken his crook back at, you know, like it's probably not in his tomb. He probably has it personally. So that's going to be like face off, well, face to face. So with that in mind, and that with with that in mind, because I didn't think about that part of it. But with that in mind, maybe it's like Osiris gifts him a powerful crook, not his own, because then he would lose all of his powers. But he gives him one of his own. So maybe like we talked about in a previous episode, there's like a. uh, trade-off yeah i mean uh, that would be like it's not so much a heist necessarily well maybe he has to go on a heist to get something for osiris yeah and in return he will be but like i guess maybe i'd have to rethink all of these because i more or less like was looking up mythological um, artifacts and so they could be turned into this idea of like they are gifted to him zoran is his name that's his real name i don't know it is no that's the correct one so he's gifted these items in exchange for at great cost to himself that's what we said so like in order for this to be gifted to him he has to go get something for them to exchange so like i'll have to re right the classic fetch quests yeah Um, yeah yeah. so that's the part of the apples from this tree and then you get the (laughs) stick you need to take it to this guy to get a little wooden sword genie yeah right 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 so like we'll have i'll have to revise these but like this is the basis right these are the things that he's going to exchange whatever it is for the third last one is he sneaks into the greek auction house whatever that's called i'll find one in greece and name it that uh to steal the ring of Gyges, I think is how you say that. But that power specifically in mythology gives him um, invisibility. So like you were saying earlier how like you're trying to hide from God or like other gods at some point. Maybe you were stealing, maybe you steal one of these instead of exchanging it. You're trying to hide. Well, this gives you some invisibility. Out of those, I think I like the, the last one feels, again, like it feels an artifact that we already have that like exists in lore. Mm-hmm. So there's a, 
good amount of information about it. And like you said, it's not as directly like tied to a specific god. I also like the the first one. I like the idea of like the physical like body modification. Enlightenment. Yeah, I mean, whatever he gets out of it is whatever, but like... (laughs) um, That's not important. I just want him to look cool. Well, no, I mean, honestly, I think the, like, the ear gauges are not extreme enough and a little, like, on the nose as far as the body modification example goes. But, like, I like the idea of him, like, having things that, like, have a physical toll on him, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. I No, I agree with that. Like, I want him to look a little bit different or his powers to look a little bit different each time he gains a new one. I think that would be cool. He gets to be looking a little bit more cosmic each time. Yeah. And I, I, I like also things that and are... And then you could tie it back to the uh, hero guy because obviously he's looking a little bit more, what he would say, demonic. So he has to go after this guy because he's uh, he sees him as the devil. Well, I mean, Maybe. I think something to try and keep in mind through all this is, like, timelines and stuff. Like, I mm. think at this point, their relationship's going to be well-established. Because if you like, I think you're talking about a lot higher end. Like, these aren't his first quests here. Yeah. You know, these are... I mean, I guess, like, the earrings, like, the that is, again, a little bit more... I think it, the Osiris Crook could be a later one. I think the I mean, yeah, that, that, that is, like, some, first like, one. late game stuff if you're you know trying to get the staff of osiris from osiris like that's heavy duty stuff right um the 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 gauges there's probably multiple iterations of that like object that are Mm -hmm. imbued with the magic that's probably a little bit i I think with the mayan earrings because it's the mayans which maybe is a little problematic i don't know if it offends that 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 was the the other thing is it does feel a little like there you do kind of run into like the area of like i'm gonna make it worse appropriation with our (laughs) i'm gonna make it worse because i was gonna say like with the ear gauges and enlightenment and things like that i think we need to give him a little bit of a power boost as well so i was gonna say maybe he learns blood magic from it i was just like that seems a little offensive (laughs) maybe i don't know I can ask I mean, my friend who's like very into her culture, which is Mayan culture. Right. I think the the balance would have to come from again, like the proper research and like yeah. invent like what the like magic system of those kind of yeah. I mean, again, it it does run into like gray areas of you know when Zach shows up and puts these earrings in, and suddenly he's like, now I've got magic Mayan power. Did you just call him Zach? Yeah. All right. So. Which one did you want me to focus on? I um, well, I, well, I th- like I said, I think the there's elements I like a lot of both the first one and the last one. Okay. I guess the next thing we can talk about, right, we have homework to kind of discuss uh-huh. for next episode. There's going to be an episode before we get to the final stories. Uh, what what do we think the next step in... This one's easy because I did think about this as you mentioned it today. The homework is to make up another villain, I guess is to see who he would maybe be in a heist with, who he can work with, why they exist. This seems like a lot of work. But well, I mean, yeah. I mean, An we could, elevator pitch of another villain. Yeah, like, we obviously won't be as fleshed out as uh, Zimmerman here, but, like, we'll still have to... We could even do, like, a couple, like a handful of, like, we did uh, Something today, like, to... Yeah, I agree with that. Three, just, like, kind of quick. Something to keep in mind is uh, a lot of these comic books and things like that usually have catchy names of partners so like for example the superhero duo of blue and gold that think of that you know keep it in mind whether you do go that route or not you don't have to but maybe keep in mind a catchy name that goes with zoran yeah and i mean it doesn't necessarily have to be like a sidekick 
y kind of thing. Like, what maybe one of the things we can do is talk about like if we if we do like kind of like three quick pitches like we did today, like just a couple sentences on who the other character is mm-hmm. and maybe what role they could fill in in a heist. Like, you know, not lookout, but the ones that matter, like you know, like driver. And you know, I'll I'll give you that one because you did say that the driver does matter. I've said all along that the driver matters. I just said that the rest of the team doesn't give him a lot of respect. It's just you okay. know, the way of the a- including yourself. I agree. I'm the one here saying like they are very important. Without them, you'd be screwed. You don't want to run out of the building and like the driver's not there. Those are things you did not say at, at, throughout the episode, but they yeah, all let you have. Because it's true. I mean, I think it's that specific, but I've been saying all along that they are very... I compared them to the drummers. You know, you can't have the song without them, but no one needs You also highly disrespected drummers. I remember. All right, so uh, we got our homework. Uh, we got our next episode. All right. Um, We're ready. So, yeah, get on the social medias. Tell us what you thought about all this stuff that we said today. You won't have time to... Well, yeah, I guess you could have a little bit of time to influence these pitches if you want to give us, like, throw some ideas at us. What we maybe could some of these other villains, what characters could fill other roles in this world. You can do those things on social medias like Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can follow Behind the Pod on those pages. And that's us. You'll find us there. Behind I the Pod. will be there. I'll be there. So thanks for being a friend. And don't do anything illegal. I'll be there. Hey, it's a Jackson 5 song. It's okay. I'll be there. I'd already started doing Thanks for Being a Friend because of Betty White. I know. And then I did Jackson 5. And then you know but, you know butted right in with a whole different song. Jesus Christ. Because I'll be there. Um, Okay, we're going to stop.